0: Guys, episode thirty-four here. Half the story podcast. We are back. A little less hair this time. Um, feeling a little bit better. If you listen to the last episode, uh, you know I've been dealing with a little bit of uh, neck and back issues this past couple weeks. I think it's been actually fifteen or sixteen days already. Um, but uh starting to feel a little bit better man so uh uh i said i'd get an episode in a week it's sunday night so here we go let's get this uh episode started here um but uh yeah i'm feeling a little bit better i've been doing a lot of uh stretching and uh doctor visits and things like that chiropractor visits um what else? I got a couple of massages. I've uh, been doing ice baths. I got the Theracan. Got that vibrator out. And uh, been doing a lot of stretching and taking pills and doing steroids and stuff like that. Because I think I was just kind of really um, inflamed, really, is what they said. Um, and I was having like a nerve issue with my uh, left arm. Um, so it's getting better. We ain't a hundred percent yet, but uh um trying to get back um to feeling a little bit normal and uh one way of doing that is uh by uh doing another episode. So yeah, I've just been kind of a little bit down the last couple of weeks just 'cause I I haven't been doing a, a lot of stuff really. Um really moving is the biggest thing, like moving my body. Um, so yesterday I actually went to the gym and sat in the sauna and the hot tub and like went on the elliptical for a little bit and felt really good to move. Um, yeah, so I was just kind of, um, yeah, I'm excited to get moving again, really, to be honest with people. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, it's been a long, long couple of weeks and a little low energy, kind of like last time, but it's been, a, been a beast trying to go to sleep sometimes, um, with this nerve pain down my arm and, uh, everything else going on in the world, as they say, you know? Um, but yeah, I think, uh. I'm excited for this week and I'm starting to feel better. Work is starting to pick up. Um, This whole time I've been working, trying to power through it. I've been taking, you know, ibuprofen every six hours on the clock. Um, Just doing whatever I can to get um, some inflammation down in my body. So, um, yeah, I was um, today or this weekend... Didn't really didn't really do much this weekend. We just been hanging out, kinda doing stuff around the house. Didn't know how I was gonna be feeling and stuff. But uh I got a haircut and the price was right on this haircut because I did it myself. Um and probably if you're watching, it looks probably pretty okay. Um camera's probably about five feet from me, so uh, you can't really see any blemishes or anything like that. So um but uh I bet if you got close it would look like I cut my hair a little bit. So um Yeah, we'll see. I just had kind of like a Britney moment, like a Britney Spears moment where I, I was just like, I just need to cut my hair, I need to do something. I haven't, you know, done anything the last couple of weeks except for rehab, you know, my neck and stuff. So, um, cut my hair off and, uh, trim my beard a little bit. So kind of a rebirth, so to say. Um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the next couple of weeks will be a little bit better and, uh, get back to being 100%. But, uh, yeah, uh, getting old is something that is real if you don't believe it. Um, Everyone gets old. Father Time is uh, undefeated. And, uh, you know, it was just a good reminder to take care of myself, you know, as best as I can. And, uh, you know, watch out for myself a little bit because when you're young, you think you're invincible. And sometimes you are. You can go out all night drinking and go to work at Subway the next morning. No problem. But uh, when you get to be 31, like me, which isn't even that old, um, you just wake up one morning and your you're neck's kinked for two weeks. So um, that's pretty much getting old. And uh, you don't think you're ever going to get old, but then you get older and there you are. You just get old, so and everyone some people listening are probably like i'm twice your age like which you are probably um but when i was younger i always thought age was just a number and not in any like weird sense but uh i always thought you kind of however old you thought you were that's kind of like your mentality kind of so i always think like i'm never gonna grow up and uh I still believe I'm never going to grow up in the sense, I feel like I've still got like a mind of a a resource kid, which I was. Um, and if you're not familiar with resource, it's kind of a step up from special education. And uh, yeah, so I was in resource all through my life. I could have actually, I could have uh, graduated resource actually in 10th grade, I think. I think my levels were up enough, but I kind of liked uh, hanging out in Resource too, so I stuck with it. You know, I went K through twelve through Resource, so I'm a survivor in that sense. Um, I don't know what I was talking about about that, but yeah, um, yeah, I I lost my train of thought there. I I was just rambling a little bit too much on that, but no, uh, yeah, I cut my hair. And my hair was pretty long prior to this um but dang dude my my forehead has gotten a lot bigger since the last time I cut my hair, and there's a whole lot of uh like open open range up there up top, like a lot of room for some grazing or you know housing developments, things like that kind of the side of my head like it's doing you know it's retreating you know a little bit um it's not reseeding it's retreating um um so yeah i trim my hair i even trim my eyebrows i'm getting that stage where you know you gotta start trimming trimming everything really so um i remember one time uh when we were living in portland me and christy I uh, Uh, like trimmed my chest hair and all that my body hair and stuff like that and i usually like stand on a towel and trim it all off that way you don't you know you don't got a huge mess but then like after i'm done if i cut my hair my beard you know my body hair whatever then i'll take the towel and go outside and like like just get the hair off and stuff like that but we were living in a duplex and we just kind of had like i don't know like a six foot like it was almost it wasn't like an alley but it was kind of like just a little alley behind our duplex because the neighbor's fence was right there so it was just like a like a six foot like wide like walkway um so i threw my hair back there one day and that was i think my beard hair and my body hair, and i just kind of dusted it out like shook out the rug a little bit with the hair on it and then I went to work and then like the next day Christy must have been at home doing something like cleaning around and she texted me and she's like uh freaking out that she thinks like there might have been someone murdered in our uh back alleyway like walkway she's like there's a bunch of hair like I think someone like might've died or could have been murdered back here. Like, um, so that was pretty funny. Little did you know, it was just my body here. So, um, yeah, cut, cut the hair and, uh, feeling hopefully, uh, reborn a little bit from this neck injury. And, uh, one thing while working with it is, um, it sucked. It has been bad. Um, especially driving because you got to check them, uh, blind spots. You got to turn, look, everything like that. So that's all pretty, pretty tough. And then, uh, but one good thing about working in healthcare and, you know, there's not a thousand things that are good, but there's a couple of good things about working in healthcare, um, is, uh, so my neck was really bad and I was having a really bad day and just waiting on that next ibuprofen and, uh, then I, you know, I saw a patient who had a tree fall on him somehow and, uh, his back was hurt and it wasn't his neck. It was his back, but, uh, it kind of made me, I don't know, made me feel better about myself a little bit, um, because that could have been, you know, he's got a lot, got it a lot worse than I do. So, um, there's one good thing about working in healthcare. It's that usually people are sicker than you that you're working with. And, uh, it kind of gives you like a good perspective on life. And, uh, yeah, it just made me, uh, appreciate at least what I had. Cause I had good neck movement maybe, or like good lower body movement and stuff like that. And this person didn't. So, yeah, I don't know. You just got to find some of those things sometimes when you're in, uh, I'm not going to say I was in a dark place, but it's been a rough couple weeks and, uh, any little thing that you can find to kind of help you out of it or make you feel better about yourself or, uh, make you feel more grateful or gratitude or anything like that, um, kind of helps you through the day. So, um, yeah enough about the neck so in my britney moment with the 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 cutting of the hair so yeah i'll probably uh rock this hair for a little bit and then maybe go get it lined up professionally at some point um and uh kind of see what's 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 in store for me what the what the hair guy or lady says about my hair like the shape of it at least what it's doing and Kind of what I can do to, you know, or what I can't do to stop it or start it, you know. So, um, yeah, other than that, this weekend we've been pretty low-key doing things around the house. Been trying to take a few naps here and there. And uh, did uh, 15 minutes on an elliptical yesterday, so that felt really good. And uh, just been hanging out. Um, Yeah. Um, so recently we got into kind of like a family shared account on a YouTube TV and YouTube TV is, uh, it's pretty much just like cable TV on the internet. So you can watch live TV. You can, um, it's got, I think it's got like on demand too, but yeah, you don't need cable. It's just, they've got all the major networks, everything like that. And, uh, so we got YouTube TV, so we've been watching a little bit more TV than kind of normally, so to say. And, uh, one thing I kind of noticed was, um, I have not we haven't watched too many commercials recently. I mean, we still have commercials on Hulu, but, uh, yeah, there's some, I saw a commercial for, uh, proactive, the acne treatment and, First off, I didn't even know that was still a thing. Um, It's not my demographic, I don't think. But for some reason, it came up on some show we were watching. I think I was watching, like, Nickelodeon or something. So that's probably why it's, like, demoed towards kids with acne. But, um, dude, remember when Proactive uh, first came out? I think I was in, like, probably seventh or eighth grade... And like, boom, proactive hit, and it kind of shook the world a little bit. Um, And it was like the first real thing that gave people hope with acne. And, you know, as a, I'd say as a teen, 11 or 11 to maybe 22, um, I wasn't stricken too hard by acne, but, um, you know, everyone has their, their day, you know. Their pimple or their uh, zit that they have to deal with and you know it still comes around nipsy in the butt occasionally as an adult but uh yeah as a kid you do anything to uh not get a zit or anything like that or you'd be so jealous of the kids in school that didn't have zits or didn't have to deal with zits or things like that and uh like I'm just kind of like a mild consumer of zits but uh yeah when proactive came out and those commercials hit those infomercials and it was only 19 like 95 but oh man that uh that gave a lot of kids hope i think you know in my area of the world um and uh but we didn't have credit cards things like that so you couldn't buy proactive you know i'm not you know 12 year old me is not going to call 1-800 number order proactive, you know, sent to my house. So, but I also remembered that they used to sell it at the mall and they had the vending machines in the mall, um, uh, the proactive ones. And yeah, cause they didn't sell it at Walmart or anything like that, but they had the proactive vending machines at the mall, but it was like, It was almost like trying to buy a condom or or condoms. Um, Like if you've never bought condoms before and you're like, I I don't even remember how old I was when I bought them, but like your first couple times buying them, you're like super nervous and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh, I hope they have a self checkout because um, no one can see me that I'm buying condoms or something like that. And uh, that's how the proactive machine was. I think um, like the, the, the kiosk in the mall, like the proactive machine was always right next to the, like a Claire's, which makes sense because it's like team girls and guys too, probably. Um, but yeah, it always had like a super nice vending machine, but I think there were like 40 bucks th- through their proactive vending machine. And it came in like a three in one kit with like a facial scrub and stuff like that. And uh but like I remember when I got a car, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna just go there and get one. But I kind of chickened out because, you know, you don't wanna be the guy at the mall by yourself buying proactive out of a uh vending machine because it's just like when people walk by they're like, who's that? Like, then you're going to the mall to get a a, a kit a proactive kit um so yeah i didn't even know they still were doing that yeah, like i think uh hopefully they upped up the ante a little bit or maybe found some different research on you know cures or something like that but uh yeah it was always acne was always a a weird thing growing up that you know some people talked about and some people you know it was the forbidden fruit you know you don't talk about it You know, if I have it, you know, if they have it, even if it's staring you in the face, you know, you don't talk about it unless you're like trying to make fun of someone. But uh, yeah, I didn't know they still made proactive. But um, yeah, good for them. Hopefully they're still doing good with the business and I don't know. I don't even think I, I mean, I haven't hung out with a bunch of people that have acne recently, but uh, if I do, or if you do let them know that there's, uh, there's still hope. Hopefully the new formula is good. Like I said, and uh, should be able to buy it on Amazon or something like that. But um, yeah, man, growing up, uh, growing up with acne is, is tough, but luckily for me, Uh, I didn't have a full beard yet, um, but I at least had a goatee and stuff. So, you know, having a beard kind of keeps that that skin satiated and keeps that, uh, you know, you can kind of hide things under. It's kind of like a curtain a little bit. So if you don't want any zits, just grow a beard. And for some reason, I think having a beard kind of keeps your skin good too. There's probably science behind it. But it's kind of like a little blanket for your face. So, yeah. Call. Uh, let me know if uh, you guys have any any uh, good stories about growing up with acne. Or some people like uh, loved popping zits, and those people probably one are psychos, and two probably still like do that stuff and watch uh dr pimple popper but uh yeah some people would be like "Ooh, let me pop that zit and, but dude that's not me i can't i don't want to watch it i don't want to be a part of it i don't want to like just do it and don't talk about it let's pretend it doesn't even exist you know what i'm saying so yeah if you got any cool stories about you know do uh pop and zits or you know, being made fun of for having zits or something like that. Or if you still struggle, you could always hit the hotline. Let me know. Numbers 414 214 So yeah, man, Proactive is, uh, and they're not a sponsor either. So they're getting a kind of a, a good shout out. So yeah, commercials. So good. So yeah, we got the YouTube TV. where We've been watching more commercials and tv kind of in the background and uh if you don't know this about me already i used to work at subway and subway sandwich um franchisees um incorporated Uh, they're kind of a a more uh, national brand of subway sandwiches and um Yeah, so I worked there on and off probably. I put in probably a good nine years off and on. Um, But, uh, oh yeah, they had a commercial for Subway. And Subway's been on this bullshit for so long. And people keep falling for it. And if you still go to Subway and you keep falling for it, I'm about to tell you the secret. But on the Subway commercial, it said, Um, get to Subway for the new, quote-unquote, new Chicken Bacon Ranch. And they keep doing this. They keep selling new stuff that isn't new. I don't know how they keep doing it, but the Chicken Bacon Ranch has been around since early 2000s. And even when we were working there... um. They'd pull this stuff. They'd be like, get the new turkey milk. And then people would come there and be like, what's on the new turkey milk? And we would say, oh, it's just a turkey sandwich. um, But the cheese, uh, we just put it in the oven for a couple minutes. And I go, what's the difference between that and me getting a turkey sandwich toasted if you go to Subway, you can, you can say, uh, you can get any sandwich cold. You can get any sandwich toasted. You can get any sandwich uh, in the microwave. Um, you can get a sandwich with just the meat microwaved, or you know, so you can. There's options, but uh, yeah. So they they would come out with the new turkey melt or the new steak and. Chipotle steak and cheese, which is just a steak and cheese like they've always had, with chipotle sauce, which they've always had, and it's recommended to have the chipotle on the steak. But yeah, it's no Subway's still up to their same their same stuff they've always been up to, and honestly, that's the nail in the coffin for me because how you gonna? I mean, hopefully they're not doing too well financially. Because, you know, there's other places now. Hopefully people are, you know, catching on to the tricks and stuff like that. But if you have ever gone to Subway in the past couple of years, nothing's new there. They just keep rinsing and repeating the same things. Don't ever ask for anything new at Subway. Nothing's new. Um, nothing is fresh. And uh, nothing... Um, Nothing's that big of a difference. Like the biggest change we had at Subway, there's two of them. One was the spinach, which was, I guess, fresh. It was in a bag. So, I mean, wasn't still on the, on the connected to the roots, but it was, it was pretty fresh And then we'd get a couple different sauces here and there throughout the year, like a Caesar sauce or a barbecue sauce or something like that. So but the meats, everything else, like you're not gonna fool me anymore. And hopefully I'm getting this message out to the masses that if you go there and order a chicken bacon ranch, it's not new. This is this has been around I mean, I guess if you're a baby and you were born recently, then it's new to you. But just know that they're doing that stuff still. And uh, I could have a whole podcast on Subway and, you know, I don't think I'm a whistleblower or anything like that. But there's a lot of good stories about my time working at Subway, um, which I think I've got to wait five to seven years before i can tell him whatever the uh law is that you can't get in trouble or something like that it's nothing bad like that but um yeah sometime maybe we'll just have uh maybe get someone else on here maybe get big daddy shout out big daddy meets clay and we can just have a a subway episode and talk about just you know our tenure at subway because we were tenured pretty much We are professors uh, of sandwich making and, uh, yeah, it's, you learn a lot about life through, uh, sandwich making and, uh, that would be a good episode to do sometime in the future and I don't want to give them too much press, but yeah. So yeah, if you see anything new from Subway, just know it's probably not as new as you think and, uh. Um, yeah try somewhere else, try somewhere local support you know a small business support a you know a dude selling sandwiches out of his trunk you know if you buy one of his CDs or something you know try and find those type of people to buy um sandwiches from because you know subways just they're they're trying to uh trying to trick you but uh yeah lots has been uh, a lot's been going on with the world um, if you haven't heard, could be a, uh, another war starting or there is a war right now. Um, on one side, you got mother Russia on the other side, you have Ukraine and I ain't going to get too geopolitical on you, which I don't even know what that means, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. One, I didn't think I would care at all when I was a kid about what's going on in the world. But as you get older, everything starts to affect you. And, uh, it, 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 it's going to be interesting what happens with Ukraine and Russia and everything like that. In particular, I think, um, this is going to be the first time, um, I know social media has been around for a while and, uh what's the word, like during the Afghan and the Iraqi conflicts, um, social media has been a part of that. Um, But that was kind of in a different um, part of the world, so to say. Um, And I think this, this war, for whatever reason, whether just because we're, you know, we're kind of linked to Russia in, in, in so many ways, maybe, or maybe not. But it, it's going to hit a little bit closer to home in the sense that um, just the rise of social media, you know. Um, it's going to be the first real war, maybe, um, that there's going to be live tweets during it, you know, there's going to be, you know, Facebook live of people, you know, in conflict, in conflict, and uh, I think it's, we're going to see some stuff where, if you want to, I mean, you can, you can see bad stuff on the internet if you want to, but more than any other war, um, I think this one is going to be different in terms of the social media impact on it. And uh, we're just gonna see more. And I think it's gonna affect more people. And I think you can't, if you have an iPhone and you, or a Samsung or just any smartphone, if you have access to the internet, like why are we doing wars? honestly like um and what i mean by that is like we've got it so good and i know we when i say we americans we think of we have it so good and some of us do and some of us in america don't and a lot of other people around the country don't have it nearly as good as we do um but overall this is the best time to be alive in the in in the history of the world. Um, it's going to be really interesting um, to see how things spread so quickly. You know, there's already you know, you if you go on Twitter or Instagram and look at the news, there's all you know by the hour. There's already you know stories of. Um, there was like that fighter pilot who shot down a, a few uh russian jets and they call them the ghost of Kvy- whatever the major city is Khabib or whatever it is um and then there's all these other you know posts about people doing heroic stuff and it's like you know usually you don't hear about that stuff you know back in the olden wars you know weeks later years later you know, at ceremonies or when people receive their, you know, their medals of heroics. Um, But now you're seeing it the day of, the minute of, um, you're hearing these stories, you're seeing people um, evacuated, you're seeing, you know, missiles hit buildings in real time. and, And it just makes you, it makes me feel, you know, really it doesn't make me feel bad, but it makes me feel something. And, uh, it makes me feel lucky that I'm here where I am. And, uh, me and Chris were talking about this earlier, just, um, whatever problems we may have, um, pale in comparison to, you know, what, what some of these people are dealing with in their neighborhoods, in their homes, you know, in their cities where they grew up, where they lived, where they love, um, where their communities are and, you know, are getting destroyed or people are fleeing countries. And, um, I think the older you get, the more you realize how, you know, while it's not impacting me, so to say, it is impacting me, um, emotionally a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with um this war um there's a lot of kind of when the war first broke out you saw some memes and some like tiktoks and you know joking about the war joking about like getting drafted things like that and i'm old enough to remember in like january and february of 2019, you know, the internet was kind of making fun of COVID before it happened. Like, like, damn, look at this China virus, like this virus in China, or, you know, all these people are dying, like, people are convulsing on the ground, like, it's crazy, blah, 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 or like, you know, just kind of poking fun out of it. And then all of a sudden it got, you know. So, say it got here and uh, it got serious. So, I hope that doesn't happen um, with this war. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, though. So, I think uh, every day will be something new and uh, it's going to be too interesting now. And uh, see, segue into this. Mr. Brian Cowan, he's a comedian and podcast host, he's talked about this before, and it's kind of true now, but the way wars are going to be fought are going to be different in the sense that um, countries will put sanctions on other countries. So, for example, a lot of, you know, on the smallest, simplest way to put it, um, I saw some post on facebook or twitter or something that says uh liquor stores are refusing to buy russian vodka or sell they're refusing to sell russian vodka and on the micro scale of that i mean that's a gut punch to russia because we know russians like vodka and stuff like that but extrapolate that if you will um, you know, all these other countries, the U.S. included, are putting these different sanctions on Russia, which is going to hopefully cripple them economically. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be the new kind of way wars are won because, I mean, who really needs land when you have an iPhone? Really, who needs to invade a country when you have an iPhone? And, uh, you know, a lot of people in the world probably feel like they have it pretty good um and don't want conflict um and uh yeah so it's going to be interesting with the whole social media movement and how you know um it's just things things escalate so quickly and and spread so quickly good and bad um it's going to be interesting to see how how long Russia keeps this up and, uh, tries to, uh, take over Ukraine and kind of what, how they're going to be doing economically with all the sanctions of all the other countries, you know, whether it be closing the banks to them or, you know, stop, stop importing goods or exporting goods from Russia. Um, so yeah, there's ways to, there's ways to hurt, hurt them without actually, you know, fighting with them, so to say. Um so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We are planning to go to Italy in uh September. So hopefully, selfishly, hopefully the plans don't get canceled. Uh, hopefully the, the conflict over in Europe doesn't escalate even more. Um, especially to a point where um it affects, you know, a lot of our allies and even affects us directly so um yeah let me know what you think i don't know much about the conflict with ukraine and russia i know it has to do with um expansion of nato maybe or you know something like that but uh whatever tiff they've got hopefully it gets settled um soon and shout out to all the ukrainians out there doing doing work and it's 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 wild because if you follow fighting or boxing or MMA, you know, Ukrainians are kind of, dude, they're badasses because even their presidents, like I'm going to strap up and like, this is, you know, could you imagine Biden like throwing on a, a bulletproof vest and like a walkie talkie and stuff, or Trump trying to like charge a hill or something like that. Can you imagine that? But Ukrainians presidents, like, Dude, just give me, give me all the guns and let's, I'm ready to fight. So, and, you know, a lot of these professional fighters, there's a, a champ champion fighters in boxing and MMA world champions that are, that are stepping up and, you know, they could easily, you know, not fight for their country, but, uh, you know, they're world champions and, uh, they're, they're they're fighting for the country, it's pretty brave of them. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I wish them the best and uh, hope for no more co- conflict over there. And hopefully we can all just get along and try that new chicken bacon ranch when whenever it drops over in Europe. So, um, yeah, so speaking of uh, this – I got a kink in my neck again still. Um, this weekend uh, coming up – a little busy busy week. Um, but going to see Mr. Brian Callen. He's a comedian. He is a new father, age 40 or 54. And, uh, he's going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin this weekend. So we're going to go see him for a little bit of comedy show. So I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah, get to see, do some laughing. Hopefully that'll feel good on the neck. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for this week, really. Hopefully the, the neck issues are behind me. And I know I sound like I was like paralyzed or something like that, but it paralyzed my will for sure. So um, we did have a few calls come in this week. Um, so I want to get to those. Let's see here. Let's get these calls up and running. See what these people want this week. You can only eat one brand the rest of your life Little Debbie or Hostess Go Ooh, Little Debbie or Hostess I can only eat one my whole life For me, it's kind of a no-brainer And It's Little Debbie, hands down Little Debbie, hands down Um, No disrespect for Hostess You know They've had, you know, our freezer was always filled with Hostess growing up, them uh, Twinkies and uh, what's like the cupcakes with the little white, white swirl on the top. I don't know what those are, but those are good. My mom would always buy them and throw them in the freezer. We'd get them at like the, uh, uh, there's like a Hostess store um, in Waterloo and I don't know if it was like day old or like, um, about to expire expired or if it was just like their wholesale store, but, uh, you could go there and just, we would, you know, get pickup trucks full of hostess stuff like that. But I'm going to go out on definitely, um, I'm going to have to go with little Debbie because one, I mean, the goat of all goats is those nutty buddies, Nutty buddy bars. And dude, if you get a couple of those and freeze them, one, they don't freeze, they just get nice and cold. And two, those things hit. And uh nutty buddies are kind of when I think of nutty buddies, I think of when the pandemic first started, we would uh me and Chris would get we'd get off work, or i get off work, and um, there there's like this bodega like three blocks away from our house in portland and it was like pretty sketchy looking but also like you felt safe there too because you knew the guy and but they had snacks and little debbies and stuff like that and we'd always get a pop like they sold them by like the small cans and like um we found toilet paper there one time when there was nowhere to be found toilet paper so shout out to that place um it's on 72nd street and i don't know what the other street is on but it, yeah shout out to that place because we would get little debbies and like we'd uh cuz you could buy 3, eight, three packages for a dollar so we'd get 3 and we'd split we'd each have one and then we'd split the third one but we'd put them in the freezer first for like 30 minutes get them nice and cold and then they just It's like snapping someone's neck when you crack into one of those. It feels so good. But, uh, yeah, Little Debbie's, uh, hands down, because, uh, yeah, the Nutty Buddy Bars and the Oatmeal Cream Pies, those are, you can't go wrong with an Oatmeal Cream Pie. I'm trying to look up, I'm going to look up their lineup really quick. Little Debbie. And... I kind of like little Debbie's too, because she's kind of cute. Oh, Swiss rolls. Oh, I guess I got the chocolate cupcakes with the, okay. Cosmic brownies, the fudge rounds had one of those recently. Ooh, those zebra cakes. Let's go. Those are good too. And, uh, the zebra cakes, but also, um, the, and my sister-in-law, Maddie loves these. The, uh, they're not zebra cakes, but they're the same thing, but they're the Christmas tree ones with the little dust on them, the little green and red dust. Ooh, those are good. The cosmic brownies. I had those all the time. Star Crunches. Ooh. My God. Yeah, definitely little Debbie hands down, because. Oh, they make those mini muffins too. Oh yep, they got the Christmas tree. Christmas tree cakes. They got chocolate and the so yeah definitely uh, little Debbie hands down Hostess was okay you know Hostess was okay the Twinkies are okay but uh, nothing hits like a little Debbie and let me know what you think you can hit the hotline if you want to debate if you think Hostess uh, is better or if you think little Debbies are better um, let me know you can hit the hotline 414-214 O three seven two. All right, we're gonna take another call here. And here we go. Hey Mobbles. This week's question for you is about burrito rivalries. So Pablos or Pancheros? You grew up in Cedar Falls, so you'll have to deal with this argument until the day you die with everyone that you meet and talk to. Pablo's obviously has superior salsa and different types of salsa and delicious, handsome cheese. The burritos are way bigger. Sure, you could get a little guy, but then you only get two scoops of salsa. Mm. And they put zucchini in their vegetables, which is gross. On the other hand, Pancheros has queso and fresh-pressed tortillas, and those are awesome. Um, you can order on an app instead of carrying an old-school punch card around with you. They don't give you any tips for the order, though. Anyway, let me know what you think. You know, you've lived you know, all the all across the country too. You can weigh in on Chipotle versus Kodoba if you want to, but that's obviously not as important. Yeah, first thing I'll nip it in the butt: Chipotle versus Kedoba, and I've never had Kedoba because I don't believe in eating anywhere that you can't spell good, and I don't even know how to start to spell Kedoba, or even if I'm saying it right. But I had Chipotle once, and it was. It was not good, so we're gonna nip that in the butt right away um, but uh yeah so if you're not familiar Pablo's Mexican grill I think is the official name versus Panchiros' probably Mexican grill is what it's called probably um, but one's a local local shop one one location it's an only child Panchiros has kind of got that. Midwest like we're expanding but we're not that big yet nationwide but we're you know we're kind of big in Iowa and I'll say this Pablo's um wins and that's I I don't this is another kind of no brainer for me um I've had Ponchiros recently within the last six months I've had Pablo's Recently in the last six months. So. It's not like I you know. Haven't tried one in a while. Or something like that. So I've had both. Both um, parties involved. And you. Sorry. You. Man I got a frog in my throat. You are right Pablo's. I mean. They slap. They slap because. They make their salsas from scratch, and they've got a rotating seasonal menu of salsas <clears throat> that honestly can't be beat. I've yet to find somewhere that has um the selection and the quality of salsas that Pablo's has and and give me a nice fruit salsa, something with like chopped up strawberries or blueberries or like melon or apples. Mix that with something you know, like a garlicky and like a little chipotle or spicy with some pico or some like corn salsa. Oh man, it's so good! Sour cream on there, but yeah. So, Pablo's has the best salsas, and the salsa is the flavor. Okay, um, not only that, is the Pablo's, if you get the regular size burrito, which is the big one. They're bigger too, so you get more burrito. Okay, um, both use white rice. Both use black or pinto beans. I get half and half. The veggies, the zucchini, is a little disappointing. I will admit, um, wouldn't be my first choice. Um, and but Chipotle does have the queso, which is nice. And uh, I, they might charge you. Who cares? um but uh one thing Pancheros does have is the fresh pest tortillas so their tortillas are a little better i will give them that um pablo's has tortillas that are already made then they they press them kind of like warm them up but they're not like the ball of dough that they press out so if Pablo's could get the Panchiro, um, What is it? The the uh, dough balls and press out their own tortillas. And like... That would just be the... I don't know. Like, they could do that easily. And uh, there would be no debate. There would be actually no debate. Um, also, if they made a queso which is not that hard if you've ever made queso which I haven't but my wife has um if they just made a queso they could make a seasonal queso they could do a spicy queso a white queso a cheddar queso you know not that hard but uh they're kind of they're sticking with the salsa game which is good and uh um so yeah my my bet would be my pick would be Pablo's just because I, I like the flavor of the salsas, I like the quantity of the burritos. like you said, if you get the little guy, then you only get two scoops of salsa, but you can also just ask for an extra scoop so it's extra flavor packed, which is what I do sometimes. Um, the consistency of the burritos, I know, I'm getting pretty technical here. Sometimes at Pablo's, you got some kid who's like sixteen and high, and he doesn't even know his last name, and he's making your burrito, and it's like his first day because they kind of have high turnover. <clears throat> then your burrito comes out, and you like open it up, and it just falls apart. Um, but I kind of like that too because you're supporting local business. So, um, yeah, definitely hands down, Pablo's. Um, they have some flaws that they could fix, but I think overall throughout the years as a local restaurant, supporting local restaurants, um, I think I would have to go with them. And, uh, I look forward to my next Pablo's burrito with their new, whatever seasonal salsa they have on. Um, yeah. So let me know what you guys think. Everyone, everyone who argues poncheros, all they say is they have queso. Like, dude, it's just cheese. It's melted cheese. Okay, we get it. Or they they press their tortillas, but that's it. They've got those two things, but everything else is on Pablo's side. So, um, definitely have to go with Pablo's there. We got one more call to get to here. Let's see if I can answer it. All right, here we go. Hey, Andy, I just wanted to hear your take on uh, with sports, it seems like parochial schools are rapidly climbing the rankings and uh, collecting hardware on a yearly basis uh, regardless, and they're being held to the same standards as far as enrollment as the public schools. So I just wanted to hear what your thoughts were on parochial schools competing in sports if it's, they have better programs, are they recruiting or, or, or are like Catholics just way better at sports than other people? Thanks. I mean, I think Catholics would think they're way better at sports than people, um, than other people than non-Catholics cause they got, they got Jesus holding the wheel. So to say, but, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I, you know parochial schools which just means they're led by uh led by someone higher power usually um people in the middle class would say you know jesus or dad or jesus or you know one of those figures um but yeah this this uh this caller's question was you know what do i think about it and uh you know mostly these these, uh, these smaller schools and they are smaller usually. Um, yeah, they got, I mean, we know the churches got money. Um, you know, these schools, they usually, they cost money to go to. Um, and, uh, therefore people who can afford to go there, um, usually, um, invest in the school in some sort of way. Um, So definitely, they might have an advantage over a public school who, you know, has to be mindful with their resources and, uh, you know, allocate their funds, you know, Title 19 style. Um, But, uh, yeah, as far as them winning championships and stuff like that, I don't think it's because God's on their side. I think it's more of just kind of like what I was saying, you know, maybe, you know the parents who can afford to pay for them to go to that school um, can also afford for their kids to get better training, better coaching, better um, access to whatever, which makes them better. But a lot of these schools, you know, and I don't know if the big Des Moines schools, I know there's Des Moines, Dowling. I don't know if they, if it's like, if it's that you're talking about or if it's like, um, the smaller one, like really small schools. But, uh, either way, you know, who gives a, who gives a crap if you uh, win a high school state championship? I mean, I certainly didn't, but, uh, yeah, the public schools, I mean, public schools are pretty much like you get what you get, you know, you, um, it's when you come home at night and whatever's in your fridge, you know, after bar clothes, that's what you get to eat and some days it's steak some days it's uh uh ramen leftover ramen noodles you know and that's public schools you know they can only they can only do what, what with what they got whereas you know um these catholic schools or these um these schools run run by jesus um you know you know maybe they got uh you know leftover spaghetti and meatballs in their fridge so really you know good for them for you know winning championships and maybe that means a lot to them um but i don't you know i think it all comes down to money and uh access that these schools have and uh are they recruiting maybe um I'm sure there's scholarships, quote unquote, for um high school kids to attend these schools that maybe are good at one sport or the other. Um, you know, where they don't have to pay pay in as much as other other programs, but um it's no different than anything in life. The the people with um more access, more power, more uh resources usually tend to uh do better in life Um, but you're always going to have those outliers and you're always going to have you know that 2008 cedar falls tigers football team you know losing in overtime and semifinals to bentendorf six to three um should have won the state championship but we were just kind of a a group of ragtags and uh Pat Mitchell was still alive, but, uh, yeah, we should have, uh, beat those Des Moines schools and, uh, we didn't, um, because, uh, for whatever reason, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's going to be interesting with a lot of things to see where, uh, schools, um, especially since COVID kind of shook everything up. What, what, what is school in 10 years? What is, uh, you know, is everything going to be, a like private academic learning Institute? Because with COVID it kind of shook everyone up. Like, Oh, I don't want my kid wearing a mask. I don't want my kid vaxxed. I don't want this and that. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, private schools, whether it be, um, led by, you know, religion or led by, you know, democratic or Republican party, or, you know, art or whatever it's going to be. You're going to see a lot of these different schools pop up in different communities around the countries, um, to kind of cater to that, that population. So, um, whoever has the most resources is most access is, is usually hopefully going to have a good chance to win. But, uh, I'm rooting for the underdogs out there. I'm rooting for those public school kids who, uh, who, uh, you know, get their lunch paid for by the government. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've already thought about what school is going to be like for my kids when I have kids. Um, there's this thing called unschooling where your kid doesn't go to school. They just kind of take initiation on their own and watch YouTube videos. I think, um, there's homeschooling, there's, um, like tribal quests that they can do or private schools or church schools, you know, so there's lots of options out there and I think there's just going to be more and more options. I mean, even from when I was a kid to now, you know, there's a bunch of uh, different options in my community where I grew up um, for kids to go to school or not to go to school. So, um, I think that answered your question, but, uh, yeah, good question though. It'll be interesting to see what, uh, what kind of unfolds with school in general. Hopefully they cancel student debt so we can all just learn without being burdened. Um, but, uh, we'll save that for a different episode but uh yeah good questions this week guys if uh if you have any thoughts any questions uh, on anything i'd love to hear your take on anything we talked about in this episode uh you can always hit the hotline 414-214-0372 and uh glad i got this podcast out this week i know i waited till uh, the last minute but uh i'm starting to feel better and hopefully get one out later this week and uh Hope you guys are having a, a a good time with whatever you're doing and uh hopefully uh, we're all a little more grateful today than we were yesterday and uh, we're thinking of everyone out in the world who is struggling with back and neck issues or struggling with uh, countries invading them or, you know, everyone out there who, you know, thinks they're getting the new chicken bacon ranch but... been around for a long time so we're thinking of all you guys you know even the people that are ordering proactive you know 1-800 numbers shout out to you guys and uh hope things clear up for you if you know what i mean so uh um yeah went a little long today but that's okay um i guess i had a lot to say so look forward to hearing from you guys always um you can subscribe, like the podcast, um, share the podcast. Um, you can listen to it on iTunes, on um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, I should get on uh, Amazon Music, too. So maybe that'll be the next one. So otherwise, guys, take care, um, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>